You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to share with you today about fearing not. Fear not. And I think that we certainly know that um, fear is running rapid throughout the, the earth today. And we just need to under, understand what fear is all about and the effect that it has on us so, so that we as Christians can be free and be able to be all that call, God has called us to be. And so as I reflect on dealing with the uh, fear not, um, I've actually ministered variations of this message at, at different times with different groups and ministries. And um, it, 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 it's, it's one of those messages that just never grows old because we have an enemy that is always doing whatever he can to inflict um, incite fear into us. And, um, and so it just helps us to um, bring to remembrance the word of God and uh, to get it to the point where it's at the forefront of our minds um, so that we can govern our lives by the word of God and not by what we're assessing or feeling or going through in this earth realm. And so fear not is a timeless message. And so as I share with you today, I really want you to fix your heart on getting the truth of what I'm sharing into you. Um, because we want that truth to override the lies that the enemy is is telling us. And it's no secret, you know, as we're in this world, we, we know we, we're kind of dealing with another round of, of COVID uh, in the earth realm. Um, but even as we first start dealing with it last year, um, we had to confront dealing with fear. And it's no different. And guess what? Our position in God, our relationship with God, um, our status in him has not changed. And so we have to remain consistent in what we believe um, because his word is failure proof. And as we continue to stand on his word, to understand who we are, who we are in him, what we have in him, um, then we have nothing to fear about. So um, as I, you know, studied uh, dealing with fear, you know, that fear is, or some phrase relating to um, fearing not um, is mentioned in the Bible over 365 times. Yeah, 365 times. I believe God is really trying to tell us something. <laughs> and, you know, and so you go in, you'll see where he's telling, you know, um, telling us to fear not, telling us to be fearless, telling us to be not afraid. You know, um, even when you see those scriptures where it talks about be of good courage. So in other words, he's telling us, don't be afraid. But this is what I need you to be. Be of good courage. Be courageous. And and that's what God is calling us to continue to, to be at the face of adversity, um, at the face of calamity, at the face of all that's going on in the earth today. And so um so, yeah, so that's a clue that God really wants 
to make sure that we don't fall prey to fear. Okay. And so we see it all throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. (laughs) You know, he told Abraham, fear not. He said, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Okay. This is before he let Abraham know that, you know, this is, I'm going to take you to a place that you've never been before. You haven't experienced and, and I'm going to need you to fear not. Um, and, and the reason why he doesn't have to fear is why, because he said, I'm your shield. I, in other words, I'll protect you and I'm your great reward. I, I'm here. I'm with you. I belong to you, you know? And so then he goes on again to, you know, as he, um, declares in, in Genesis 26, he says, I am the God of Abraham, thy father. He says, fear not for I am with thee and will bless and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. So then he goes on to, 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 uh, um, to admonish and provoke, um, Abraham's seed, you know, and he's still provoking Abraham's seed because we are the seed of Abraham. So in Genesis 46, it says, and he said, I am God, the God of thy father, fear not to go down into Egypt. And this is what he's telling. He's, he's, he's telling Moses this, um, for I will be there to make thee a great nation. And I will go down with thee in Egypt and I will also surely be thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. And so it, it, as you read through that, you see all throughout the Bible, it says, fear not, fear not, fear not. He tells Moses, fear not, be, a, be, a, be courageous. The Lord is with you. And, um, and then we know the, the, the uh, familiar, very familiar passage where Joshua, this is after Moses is dead and um, he's speaking to Joshua. This is God speaking to him. And he, God is telling Joshua, I'm not going to fail you. I'm not going to forsake you. And then he tells them like three times, be strong and of a good courage. Okay. So that's the opposite of fear. And then the last time that he told him to be of good courage, he says, be not afraid. He even said, he even prefaced it with this phrase. He says, have not I commanded thee. So God is really commanding us, you know, to, to not be afraid whenever he tells us, don't fear, fear not, be not afraid. Okay. And so as we look at it all throughout, all throughout the Bible, God is telling us this. Why? Because he's giving us grounds to not be afraid. He's giving us the shield, the support, the, you know, the, his presence, um, so that, that we won't have to be afraid. Okay. And so, but as I look at, uh, fear, you can really describe fear in so many different ways, but it's three different things that that stuck out with me as it relates to fear. And that is fear is connected to bondage, torment, and it is a snare because really t- t- um, bondage and a snare is very closely related. But when you look at bondage as being bound, of course, we we know we understand that. But 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 let's get an understanding because the word of God talks about and all you're getting get understanding. Why do you get understanding? When you understand something, then you know how to flow and how to operate. And so as I break it down, get understanding so that you can recognize when the enemy is trying to incite fear, when he's trying to incite, um, you know, you to be bound by something, um, a yoke. That means when something has, has, has you, um, in its grip. Okay. When you're tied up, um, Bondage is also you paralyzed. That means you can't move forward. You can't 
you know, go backwards. You, you're stuck wherever you are. OK, so you're not free. Right. And so torment also um, it, it is um, is to cause severe, extreme and relentless, unusual um, persistence or reoccurring distress of the body and of the mind. So, I mean, look at that. I mean, that's like a flurry of just negative stuff. Severe, extreme, relentless, unusual, persistent, or reoccurring distress of the body and the mind. That's torment. That's when you can't shake this thing loose. That's when it's extreme. It's, 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 it's just so much of it coming at you uh, that you can't get yourself together. And, um, and so fear brings torment. And um, then also fear um, is, is like a, a snare. It entangles you. Have you ever been caught up in something? You know, I remember, you know, growing up, we grew up in, um, in the country and I used to walk through the woods and, and sometimes I would walk into not knowingly into these, um, uh, briar bushes, you know, and you get stuck cause they start sticking, you know, to your, 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 your um, your clothes and, and, and as you try to pull it off, it, it sticks you and pricks you. And, 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 and that's how fear is. It, it wants to grab hold to you and it doesn't want to let you go. Okay. So it catches you up. Okay. And of course it's involved in great difficulty and impediment, which means it, it, keeps you from flowing the way that you would normally be able to flow. So as we go throughout this, this podcast, I'm going to share about all three of those um, perspectives from the Bible. Okay. And um, we'll see how God handles bondage, how he handles torment, how he handles snare. What's his perspective. Okay. And so, so when you're dealing with fear, it grows in any place that there is a distorted view of who our father is and what Jesus did, you know, for us on the cross. When we don't clearly, you know, understand what was done with the finished work of the cross, that means when Jesus came here on earth, he did everything he needed to do to go lead up to the cross, everything he needed to do while he was on the cross. And then what happened after he came down off the cross and went down into hell and was resurrected and now is sitting at the right hand of the father. That's the finished work of the cross. He didn't halfway do his job. He didn't just come and said, call the angels, get me off this cross. This is too much. No, he finished his work to completion so that we could have um, redemption so that we could be free so that we won't have to be in bondage so that we won't have to be um, tormented in our minds and in our bodies, you know? And so as we develop in our understanding of the finished work of the cross, okay, not, not a Bible story. Okay. Not just a movie called passion of the Christ. No, no, this is not a fairy tale. This is not entertainment. This is a reality of what our Jesus did for us. Okay. And, um, it's not something that he just, just, he did to say, look at me. No, he did it. And then what all the benefits that came from the finished work of the cross, I mean, all of them, he gave them to us. Okay. And so when we get 
really grab a hold, get a hold of that. And sometimes what we have to do, because we can be in the faith for a long time and we can know, yeah, about the finished work of the cross, the blood that was shared, all of these different things that Jesus did for us. But you have to constantly remind this flesh, because let me tell you something, you may have gotten saved maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, but your flesh will never be saved. And um, in, in dealing with your mind, your soulish part, that, that part is not saved. It, it can be renewed and it has to be renewed every single day. Renewed with what? With what um, you, we received when we got gave our lives to Jesus Christ, that salvation. So it's not a one shot deal where you get saved and yeah, okay, you know, you got it. No, it's every single day you have to remind yourself, re- renew your mind, remind your flesh of what is uh, what is my understanding of the finished work of the, of the cross? And when I understand it, then I'm able to reap the full benefits of it every single day of my life, no matter what I'm going through, what I'm facing, no matter what impossibilities, no matter what hard things may um, we may be dealing with. And look, let me tell you something. We as Christians, we do hard things. You want to know why? Because we have a heavenly father that has that has defeated hard things. So it's like we're not intimidated. We should not be intimidated by hard things. OK, um, and so we, we do hard things because Jesus Christ finished the work on the cross and this was the assignment, the calling that our heavenly father gave to Jesus. OK, he finished it. He completed it. He passed it down to us. So now we're not intimidated by difficult, hard things that come our way. Okay. And so, so when we understand that, then, then we're able to deal with fear when it's, when it's presented to us, you know, and, um, our apostle, he, he often admonishes us, um, dealing with praying this prayer from out of Ephesians 1, 17 through 19. And I'm going to touch on it a little bit, but he, 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 he talks about how his spiritual father, which is our spiritual grandfather or great grandfather, um, Pop Hagen used to pray this prayer all the time, every day, all the time, because of how, critical it is for us to have the manifestation of this prayer. And so it starts out by saying, um, you know, the prayer may God give us, this is the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, the, the father of glory may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Then it goes on to say that the eyes of our understanding may be enlightened. He wants us to know, to know what, okay. To know his calling, who Jesus Christ calling. What what was it all about? His inheritance. What was what was that all about? And his power. Those three things. His 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 calling. His inheritance. His power. And it said before each of those when it talked about it that you may know. Okay, that you may know his calling, that you may know his inheritance, that you may know his power. And then it not only said to know this, but it's to us would who believe. Who's us would who believe? That means you. That means me. We as Christians, we as children of God to know 
all there is to know about his calling, to know all there is to know about his inheritance, to know all there is to know about his power. Why? Because as it's given to us, we need to know what we got so that we can fight the good fight of faith and really understand how to live this Christian life. Amen. And so it's critical. So as we connect this thing, knowing about his, 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 um, his calling, his inheritance, his power, how does that relate to dealing with fear? It, it's plain as day. <laughs> okay, let's start out with bondage, okay? In Romans 8, 15 through 19, it says, For the spirit which you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more in bondage to fear. Okay. Okay. So what kind of spirit has he given us then? If he didn't give us a spirit uh, to put us in bondage to fear, he says, but you have received the spirit of adoption, the spirit producing sonship. This is from the Amplified version in the bliss of which we cry, Abba, Father. Okay, so so what we have is a spirit of adoption. We have sonship. Okay, and what's the benefit of sonship? His calling. His inheritance, his power, all of that belongs to us. So we have been given a a spirit of freedom. Okay, Uh, a spirit of liberty. Okay, not a spirit of bondage to fear. Okay, and so it goes on to say the spirit himself testifies together with our own spirit, assuming that we are children of God. And if we are his children and we are, then we are his heirs. Okay, so it's talking about his inheritance. We are his heir. How how does that what does that have to do with us? His inheritance was toward us, okay? So what Jesus conquered through the finished work of the cross, we inherited that victory. We inherited that courage. We inherited that that power that comes along with it, okay? And then I'm reminded of uh, in Timothy where it talks about God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. This is what we inherited through our sonship, through the inheritance as heirs, okay, and joint heirs to Jesus Christ. So it says, and we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. Only we must share his suffering if we are to share his glory. So that means you get get an understanding of what he went through. Okay. Uh, Understand what, what, what he did in his calling, which was to come to this earth, to, to do what he needed to do, to be that example, to, to fulfill his calling as it relates to the cross and then to finish it off. Okay. That was his calling. Okay. And so, and then it says, even, and even the whole creation, all nature waits, expect expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known, waits for the revealing, the disclosing, the revelation, the unveiling, the exposure, acknowledgement of their sonship. Okay. So when we are of good courage, when we take on boldness, 
When we be courageous, when we are courageous in the face of opposition, in the face of difficult things, in the face of of threatenings, of uh, calamity, of, of disease, of sickness and all of those things, when we are courageous, then what we're doing is we're revealing our sonship. We're we're disclosing, as it says, disclosing, uh, 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 revealing, uh, exposing, acknowledging who we are, children of God, sons and daughters of God. We don't have any grounds to be afraid because God has given us the inheritance all because of our elder brother, Jesus Christ. Okay. And so, and then in in Galatians, it it drives it home even further because in Galatians chapter four, um, one through nine, and I'm not going to read all of it, but it talks about, you know, making that correlation when a child is an heir, um, you know, that the heir, as long as he is a child, meaning relating it to um, immaturity, okay? Not just necessarily age, but immaturity. When you're immature, there's a lot of things you don't know, you don't understand. Um, and so it goes on to say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant. Though the Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the fathers. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent his son made of a woman made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. And so then it goes on to talk about how we've got the spirit of his sonship, we can cry, Abba, Father. But the biggest thing that I want you to get out of this scripture is that when that heir is immature, when that heir is ignorant and doesn't know uh, or doesn't um, um, uh, position themselves to to obtain knowledge, to get understanding, then there's a lot of things that that heir is in bondage to. And one big thing is bondage to fear. But this particular scripture talks about being um, in bondage under the elements of the world. That means anything that the world is going through subject to, then you then you are subject to be in bondage to that when you don't come to a revelation of who you are as an heir, as as a son, as a daughter. So so I say to you, if you're dealing with with fear, I think one of the biggest things that we need to do is to go back to the word of God and allow the word of God to be saturated in our hearts and in our minds so that we can continually have an understanding of who we are in Christ. Okay. And, and to know that we as sons and daughters, okay, we're not subject to, 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 to the bondage of fear. Okay, what fear can bring to us? Okay, so you know, so when we look at um, in Romans eight, and we look at Galatians, that that's like our manifesto festo to emancipation. Okay, that's our emancipation proclamation. We are delivered from the bondage of fear. Did you realize that you're not a slave to fear? 
You're not in bondage to fear. You 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 don't have to take whatever the world is 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 um running from or gravitating to or hiding from. You don't have to take that and say, "Okay, I'm in there with them." No, we're not in that group. We're not in that. Okay? We 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 are uh, with the father, the father is with us and we're exempt from dealing with the repercussions of the elements that's going on in this world, the things that are going on in this world for us to fear. And the only way that you're going to grab a hold of that is that you got to get this word. You got to meditate on it. You got to speak it. You got to keep it in your ear and in your heart. And when you go back to, to Joshua, the first chapter, when, when God is talking to Joshua and he's, he told him three times, be of good courage, you know, don't be dismayed, be not afraid. Before he did that, he told him, he said, this book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth. Now stop there. If the, if it's not departing out of your mouth, that means it's not departing from out of your heart and it's not departing from your mind. Cause what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay, so so really what we need to make sure is that that the book of the law, the word of God is not departing from out of our hearts, from our minds and from our mouths. Okay, that is our buffer to be able to be of courage um, because we're constantly reminding our souls, our flesh that God is with us, that God is our shield, that God is our exceeding great reward, that God will not forsake us, that God will not leave us, that God will not leave us hanging. If we if we keep that word swirling and soaked in our hearts and our minds, the devil doesn't stand a chance to try to run us with fear. Amen. So as I talked about, fear deals with three types of situations. It deals with uh, torment. It deals with a snare and it deals with um, being in bondage. So I just shared with you dealing with bondage. But let's let's look at torment just for a little bit. And how does God see fear and torment and how does he handle that? OK, and first John 4, 16 through 18, it says, and we have known and believed the love that God has for us. OK, that's it. You go back to that part and we have known. That means you have an understanding. It's not just head knowledge. It's not just you reading, you know, you know, and you just know this. No, it's that knowing is, is, is an understanding in your heart. You, you have a revelation of, and, and then when you have a revelation of something, then you're able to move forward and believe the love that God has for us. So you understand that. Okay. So it's not surface knowledge. And so it goes on to say, God is love and he that dwelleth in love dwells in God and God in him. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have, have all kinds of scripture just firing in my spirit. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let, let, let me be focused because <laughs> it's so good. His word is just so good y'all. Okay. So let's continue in 17. It says herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Okay. Come on now. Okay. So here we go. So when we know, and understand the love of God, right? Then we're able to believe what, when God says he loves us, 
then we're able to believe, okay, I, I understand the breadth, the length, the depth, the height of the love that God has for me. Okay. And so, and because of that, I dwell in that love. I'm, I stay in that love. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh my goodness. And then it goes on to say, then in that dwelling in his love, then, then, then our love is made perfect. And then it goes on to say, now we have bonus. Because of the love and the understanding that we have of the love of God for us and that we dwell in that love, we're able to have boldness. Then it goes on to say, I'm in the 17th verse, because as he is, so are we in this world. Think about it. How is God in this world? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He so loved through the mess, through the difficulties, through the evil through the shame, through the turning their backs. He still love. Okay. So this is the kind of love we're talking about. So this is, so are we in this world. So in this world, we got that same type of love that, that never fails, that never gives up, that bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. Okay. And it goes on to say in the 18th verse, there is no fear in love. If you got the kind of love that God has just put on display in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, he says in the 18th verse, there is no fear in love. Then it goes on to say, but perfect love, because remember he says that, that if we dwell in that love, then in that love, it's made perfect. And so it says that perfect love casts out fear, okay? Because fear has tor torment, okay? Because th there we go with the torment, all right? Fear has torment. What is torment again? Let's look at it. What is torment? It causes, it's a severe, it's extreme, it's relentless, unusual, persistent, and recurring distress. You ever had sleepless nights? I have, I know I have when I, when I, and then when I realized I didn't have an understanding of God's love for me and I didn't need to have these sleepless nights. You ever, you ever was, a, was afraid of something coming upon you? Come on, COVID. Come on now. D the, the new Delta variant, you know, uh, afraid of, you know, calamity, uh, afraid of, of death, afraid of, you know, the worst thing that could happen to you. Have you ever been tormented by that? Have you ever been tormented by the devil to, to make you think you're going to catch this disease that, that you got cancer that you got. Uh, and, and even if you did got cancer, when you first heard the report that you'd had it, I mean, did you immediately get tormented by death? the possibility of death. And that's the plan and the plot of the enemy. And so, and so the torment, you know, the, the, the word of God says, perfect love uh, uh, casts out all fear and fear has torment. So that's fear's purpose is to bring torment. And where does fear come from? The enemy. So if he can take up the space that it takes to be tormented in your mind, then he has gained territory in your life. Okay. And so he goes on to say, he that fear is not made perfect in love. So how do we deal with torment? Love. 
the love of God, embracing and understanding the love of God. Well, you say, I know God is love, you know, but it can't be on surface. It can't be surface love. Again, you got to go back into the word of God. If you're being tormented, then that's an indication that you need to go back into the word of God, begin to meditate on that word, put it in your ear, write it down, read it, listen to it, speak it, hear it, all of the above over and over and over again so that your, your that your revelation of love begins to uh, 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 override the fear that's tormenting you. Okay. I mean, I've, I've done it all doing, uh, you know, dealing with the pandemic and continue to do it. Every time I feel that the enemy is trying to torment me with a thought, with the possibility, with the presumption of something that could happen. No, I go to the word. I mean, I have this wonderful app. I go to this app and I'll put that on, or I may speak the word out and I may say it repeatedly, but you know, revelation comes, assurance comes. It's like the angels are dispatched and I'm ministered to by the word of God. And my faith is built up so that the enemy can't torment me any longer. One last part. And I'm going to continue. We're going to continue in this because, you know, we we want to fear not because of who we are in Christ. We want to fear not. And so in dealing with torment, get a revelation, get an understanding that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened about love so that you can, so you can understand even in his calling, his inheritance and his power. How does that relate to love? OK, get that understanding, a revelation, wisdom. Eyes enlightened, all of that. So let's deal with snare, okay? Because this is connected to fear as well, all right? And so in Proverbs 29, 25, you know, we even have the fear of man. It says the fear of man brings a snare, but whoso put his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Safe, being covered, protected, okay? Psalms 91, three says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. I mean, Psalms 91 has been ringing in my ear every single day and many times all throughout the day. So it's becoming a part of me. Okay. And it still has to continue to become even more and more a part of me. But let's look at that snare of the fowler. When you look at snare of the fowler, the fowler is like a bird catcher, you know, um, to, to take a bird, an innocent bird, and capture it and keep it in captivity. Okay, so that's what a fowler is. And so a snare is when, when, when you take something, it's like a, a slip knot or a rope or something, a, a, a noose or something, and you take it to grab a hold of, of that bird, uh, whether it's around the neck, to grab it so that it won't, you know, won't fly away. All right. So, but that fowler, it's very, um, you know, I'm sure that Fowler, in order to catch that bird, is not going to be out in broad daylight trying to run after the bird. No, it's going to set a trap in such a way where that bird doesn't see it, doesn't see it coming, has no clue. That bird is just doing whatever it is doing in its normal life, eating, just chirping and, you know, singing and just whatever. But the Fowler comes and prepares a trap in such a way 
that that bird would be lured into it or either snatched into it. Okay. And so it's a hidden trap. Okay. It's a net. It's a net, you know, uh, of the trapper. And so, but the word of God says, surely he shall, who's he? God shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler and from the Norsen pestilence. Okay, so that snare, that is just something that, you know, you got to recognize that when that fear comes in, that's what the enemy's doing. He is snaring you uh, in a trap and holding you and, 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 and bringing torment along with it, you know, to to hold you in bondage, to keep you from being free. Okay, and Psalms 124, seven through eight, it says our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Wow. A lot, a lot of good stuff, a lot of good stuff uh, in here. And so, so what am I saying? I said, you know, I have so much that I can share with you about fear and fear not. Okay. And so we're going to continue this, but I want to, to, um, to, to review. Okay. So fearing not, you know, uh, and dealing with uh, torment, bondage, dealing with the snare, you know, when we get an understanding of the finished work of the cross. So, so for many of us, you know, you, you can't go by old revelation. Okay. You, you got to have a fresh revelation. That means when you wake up in the morning, you recall, you bring to remembrance what Jesus has done for you. Okay. Yesterday is a different day. Now today you, your flesh, your soul, your spirit, uh, your mind has to be reminded of what Jesus has done for you. Reminded that you are a son, you are an heir, you, you're, you're no longer a child, you, that you are an heir to the throne. Okay. And you have an inheritance, right? And you have power. Okay, the power, and I can go on on another podcast dealing with the power that God has given us, authoritative power, also dunamis power. He's given us power. This is to us word who believe. Okay, when we get an understanding of his power, then we can deal with fear. Right. Okay. And so, 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 so that's what I want to encourage. I want to encourage you to, to pray that prayer, not just don't don't let it be a ritual. Don't let it be something that you just do and you do it mindlessly. Do it in such a way where where you where you're praying and you're praying with your whole heart in it. Okay, so pray first. Uh, Ephesians the first chapter seventeenth or the sixteenth through the nineteenth verse. Okay, and get it in your spirit and then relate it to these scriptures that I've shared with you. Romans 8, chapter 15 through the 19th, Galatians 4, 1 through 7, that talks about our sonship, that talks about our heir, our inheritance. Uh, we are heirs to the throne, okay? And all that connects to dealing with fear, right? And so if the enemy's been tormenting you, if you are in a snare, if, if you are paralyzed, if you can't move forward, if you're still in your house and you are afraid to move forward, there's a difference between, you know, being foolish, okay, and, 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 you know, just doing things, you know, foolishly, you know, but we're talking about the enemy has had you captive where you're afraid to move, that you are paralyzed. You can't move forward. You can't, um, you know, you, you, you're not dreaming. You're not, you're not working on anything. You're not working on projects. You're just paralyzed because you are afraid of what will come upon you. Okay. Um, even if you're dealing with a diagnosis, dealing with COVID 
or cancer or some sickness uh, that you may have heard that, oh, the, t- the statistics is this or that, you know, or people who get this or get that or deal with this, you know, their chance of surviving. You no, know, you got to get that out of your spirit. You got to get that out of your ear and you got to get the truth on the inside of you. OK, and so and so start with knowing who you are as a son and a daughter so that you won't be tormented, so that you won't be in bondage to think that your life is over, that you can't move on, that there's nothing beyond cancer. There's no no life beyond COVID. No, the devil is a liar. And so get the truth of God on the inside of you so that you can fear not. I know this message has been a blessing to you. Share it with somebody else. Like it as well. Give your comments. Um, And I'm excited about your freedom uh, as you flow and your inheritance uh, and, and the power that God has given you. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at Mount Gilead FGIM. And follow us on Instagram at Mount Gilead FGIM.